Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening, I'm your host Tom Pickup and welcome to a special episode of Really 007 Podcast where we look at the greatest Bond girls of the James Bond film series. There are various places you can find us and listen in including iTunes and Spotify and you can also watch this and other video episodes on our YouTube channel. So keep sharing our episodes and once again thank you for rating and recommending us. Special shout out tonight to fellow Twitter Bond fan Phil Joyce, thank you for your sponsor. We're available on social media the, the usual, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just look for Really 007 and join in on the conversation. Right, we've got so many Bond girls to chat about tonight. This could be the start of the debate that never ends, so we will try and rifle through as much as we can. But with us tonight, we have a contributor, my brother Matthew, and Jess Goldie, who's, she has been in the Christmas special, I think you were, Jess. Yeah. Her proper debut on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, and we also have a special guest. We have none other than Madeline, who's come from uh, the Daily Telegraph. Madeline Gross, good evening. Good evening. Thank you for having me. No, no. Well, as Zenny would say, the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see you didn't do the action. Got it. You, yeah. I tried to. tried to. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, good evening. First of all, Madeline, uh, thank you for joining us. Just for those who, who don't know you, have you always been a Bond fan? Yeah, pretty much. I've, I've, just my whole life has always been, you know, always been taken to see them when they came out. I've got two older brothers and my dad's very into Bond as well. He was actually, my dad had me quite late. Um, when he was about maybe early 20s, that's when Dr. No came out. So he really grew up with it. And it was a big cultural moment in oh, the 60s. Yeah. So I think that we all kind of grew up with Bond as a really important part of our childhood. Well, as time has gone by, it's a very nice way of staying in touch with, with my brother who loves Bond as well and with other family members. It's the kind of thing that sort of we can, all, we can always chat about. I guess it's what football is to some people. 
<laughs> we have fun. Yeah, used to be to us. Yeah, we're very fans. So yeah, we don't want to talk about no. that. Um, but yeah, we we actually saw your article in the Daily Telegraph. That that was the first one of the first times I knew about you, and it was it was just brilliant. We just agreed with it when you said basically. We're not into as much into the Daniel Craig here, just like the good old fashioned Roger Moore, light-hearted, yeah. less serious Bond films. Yeah. And I remember in lockdown, I walked with my wife to the, I think it was Martin Spencer's to go and get it. So yeah, that that was the first <laughs> when you when you weren't allowed out of the house, other than <laughs> essential journeys and all that. So yeah, that was a great a great introduction, and yeah. we've seen you. Is that, is that your favourite Bond film, A View to a Kill? You, that's the one you've mentioned quite a lot in well, t- on Twitter. You know, it's different. It, it, it's like, um, you know, you, your favourite film might not be... I say we have different kinds of favourite films. So, for example, my favourite film, favourite film officially is probably something like Vertigo. But the film, I, I've probably watched Bridget Jones's Diary like a thousand times, more than I have Vertigo. And it's the one I return to again and again. Um, yeah. I wouldn't like to say that, I mean, obviously I don't think Beautiful Kill is like the best technically, but it's the one I go back to. And I would say that weirdly, I would say particularly with my brother, we seem to watch it about once a month. I don't know why, we just keep going <laughs> back to it. And we could do the whole film. I, don't, I think we could probably do it unscripted. It's, it's really bad. And like every oh. sentence has some kind of view to a kill. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I couldn't explain why. I think it's just that it, is, um, it doesn't take itself too seriously, um, which I really value. I do feel like we've gone in quite a serious direction with Bond. And I don't like the fact that every Bond film nowadays seems to be, either it has to have some very profound political message or it has to be part of some bigger narrative. So all the films are kind of connected. I quite like the idea that you just have a slightly silly plot bit of fun and then you know bond cops off with the girl in the shower and then we go to the credits and then we wait for the next one <laughs> <laughs> yeah we recently reviewed the world is not enough and that sort of had a bit more of a serious relationship with the electric king you know sophie marceau but it was yeah. still a bond film it was still wrapped Definitely. up by the end of it didn't have to yeah. worry that oh where's he going to go next and all that and Which yeah actually- that's what we like the World Is Not Enough is fascinating as a Bond film because it's really the only one, unless you count Rosa Klebb, which I'm not sure you should because I think maybe the main villain of From Rush With Love is actually Blofeld, even though he's the mastermind. Um, it's, the, well, it's the only one where arguably the main villain is a woman, which is actually, mm, I don't yeah. think The World Is Not Enough has been given enough credit for that because it is actually quite an extraordinary, very rare, rare in Bond. And I don't know whether they do that now, would they? It might be a bit politically incorrect to have a woman as a villain. These days. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd be the other way around. Jess, Jess, go on. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. If you, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going in. Je- Jess, growing up, which, which was your favourite Bond or Bond film? Um, definitely uh, Living Daylights for me. Mm-hmm. I was. Um, my mum's a big Bond fan. My my granddad was a massive Bond fan. Um, and only had girls. So my mum was the, as the eldest daughter, got taken to the cinema with my granddad. So she kind of grew up watching them as they came out and live, if you will, you know. So it was very much a part of her, you know, kind of really formative part of my mum's childhood and upbringing. And so it kind of formed part of mine as well. And my mum is a massive, massive Timothy Dalton fan. Like, she had a picture of him inside her wardrobe door. Oh my word. A photo of him with a gun inside her wardrobe door. Like she absolutely like loves him. So that was obviously had a, had a big impact on me. So yeah, Living Daylights, less License to Kill. You know, I think I, 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 I like License to Kill. I know you guys really love License to Kill. Yeah, but I just we're obsessed. Like it's, <laughs> I it's love not, it. It feels more like an 80s action film than a yes. film. So for yeah, me, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. For that, for that. That's but, valid. But I love Tim Dalton's Bond. 
I think he's brilliant. He's my yeah. favourite Bond. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I love Licence to Kill. I, but I, I completely agree. I think it, it does feel a bit like... I mean, it's of course, it being the only 15 makes a big difference, but it's just the fact that he goes off-piste. Um, not every Bond film can go off-piste. So I think it's great when they do yeah. it every once in a while. I get annoyed with the reason yes, because they yeah. think do it every film. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I really love the way that... Um, it's got this the personal vendetta element. You know, at the end when he kills Felix, you really sorry, not kills Felix, kills Sanchez with Felix's lighter. Yeah. Felix lighter's lighter. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is actually quite a Roger Moore joke in quite a it is. Yeah. Um <laughs> you do actually feel like he's really exhausted and he's kind of like spent his, his energy in this this terrible vendetta. And it feels quite satisfying at the end, I think. And you um, you recently made contact with Robert Davy, didn't you, uh, Madeline? Yes, I did. It was um, my brother just turned 30 uh, uh, back in the uh, end of December and I couldn't think what to get him. Um, once you get to that age, you kind of you want to get something special. But, the, you know, if they've got kind of got all the obvious things, I just couldn't mm. think of what to get him. So I thought I'll get him some an in-joke present. And I went on a cameo to see if they had any James Bond characters. And I was kind of hoping I was, I was assuming <laughs> that it would mostly be um, really obscure people who like their only claim to fame. So I was thinking I might get, you know, like some one of the laser operators in The Man with the Golden Gun or, so, you know, something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, but the, Robert Davi came up almost immediately and we're pretty obsessed with Licence to Kill too, not quite as much as A View to a Kill, but um, we thought, we thought Sanchez, we, I think he, he and I would agree that Sanchez is one of the very best villains in the whole yeah, yeah, franchise. Yeah. So I sent him a little note saying, can you please send, um, make us a video, try and get a few of your Sanchez lines in there. And I was expecting maybe 30 <laughs> seconds of his time, but he ended up sending about four minutes. Which was <laughs> him, he started off doing the lines. And he got better and better at doing them because he was obviously it brought back memories. Um, and then he gave my brother a big long lecture about like, well, not sorry, that sounds it was more of a pet talk. It's like you know, <laughs> had to live a good life, and it was he seemed like a really good egg. And then I sent it to my brother who died. He just died. Yeah, and he he oh. collapsed on the floor. His fiance told me that apparently he'd been kind of he couldn't like move for a bit. It was just a bit of a shock. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was so good. I don't. I think it's probably the best money I will ever spend in my life, really. Yeah, Tom, we, Tom, you know what to get me for my uh, my fortune. Well, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, but we years. we interviewed. Um, we called the Buddy Milkman recently. Necrot from Living Daylight, oh, and True Truman Lodge. If you remember him from License to Kill. Oh, yeah. So again, we were like, oh, this is amazing. These are real <laughs> Bond people. Yeah. So we just. Couldn't contain ourselves. Fact, if I got yeah. Truman Lodge, I would have been so happy with that too. I never thought I'd get someone as, as yeah. major, major as Sanchez. I wasn't sure I could even Sanchez. Sanchez. I thought he'd get pulled off <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Milk Crest or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, well, <laughs> that well, would be pulling off. Be a lot worse, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dear me. In terms of the Bond girls, I mean, you know, try and talk about the Bond girls at some point this evening. But... <laughs> Yeah, the, this is this is more me going again. I'll start with you, Jess. But the the term Bond girl. Do you do you think that's is that? Can you say that anymore? Do you have to say Bond woman? <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit. I'm a bit. I'm a bit on the fence with this one. And you know, I'm not usually on the fence. So, but I, I no, you like no. The term girl can be used in a really disparaging way to infantilize women. Absolutely, and it can be. But I'm not sure that it is used in that way when we say Bond girl because actually for a long time they were girls, weren't they? They were sort of twenty. 21, 22, yeah. you know, certainly for the first few films where the phrase became, you know, a thing. So, I'm, a, yeah, I mean, Bond Woman just doesn't seem to kind of roll off the tongue, does it, in the same way. But then equally, you can't call Monica Bellucci a, a girl. You know, it does sound patronising. So I, 
I think it would, I would say it, it, it varies as a, as a, as a broad term, I don't find it offensive, but I think when you're referring to them as individual characters, then uh, maybe you take a different approach. That's my, so there you go. I'm really yeah. on the fence. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Tom will try to goad me. I'm sure. He can't help himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said I wouldn't as well. Sorry, I'm not writing. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what well, do you guys think? I don't know. That's they, they do refer themselves to Bond as Bond girls, don't they? Like when actresses talk about, I was in this Bond film. I was the Bond girl in, say, The Man with the Girl and the Gun. Britt Eklund would say she was a Bond girl. But then, and I use yeah, the, the recent ones. When I'm talking to yeah, friends, yeah. you know, I'll say, you know, you're right, girl. You know, we yeah. use it at work and things like that. And it's not, there's no insult. But then equally, yeah. I've been called a girl and it's been meant entirely differently. You know, I've had men yeah. referring to me as a girl and I've known that there is, that is intended to infantilise me. So I think it, it depends on the intent for me. What do you think, Madeline? Yeah, I think actually that's, that's a very good way of looking at it because I always think instinctively Bond girl, but I'm not sure I would think Bond girl for every single one. <laughs> um, I think I think that actually that's a, Jess's way is a very good way, which is that some people are clearly Bond girls. Like so I would say the earlier ones where people tend to be younger. Um, the ones where the, <laughs> for some reason it's I sort of associate it with the slightly silly ones like Mary Goodnight or yeah, maybe Stacey. Uh, yeah, mm. um, but then you yeah obviously you couldn't call. Um, but to be honest, I've just always used the term Bond girl, and it's never really struck me. I haven't decoded it. I think sometimes when you grow up with something, it's there your whole life. You just kind of t- don't really question it that much. So I think partly this is why sometimes when these things do get deconstructed loads um, by um, new viewers for example, I kind of wish they wouldn't because I feel like they're kind of treading on like my childhood. So I almost can't approach these things rationally. But I, I agree that it would be kind of ridiculous conceptually to refer to Monica Bellucci as a Bond girl. <laughs> Even though she wasn't very well treated, was she, in, in the film? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she wasn't. I feel like they just, they did, they kind of gave themselves a big pat on the back for having they acted firstly as if it, they were doing her a favour. Yeah, She's yeah. not the, yeah. the sexiest woman ever. Yeah. I know. <laughs> just fabulous on screen, lights it up, and oh my God, um, imagine if that was someone's mom at school. Can you imagine the response from the playground? <laughs> um, they were kind of acting like they, they were doing a really progressive thing, and then they dealt with her in a kind of quite unimaginative way. I th- yeah, I mean, to be honest, that character would normally have been killed, so I suppose perhaps they thought that was a that was a development, the fact that she, she is allowed to survive. Yeah. But they just didn't, she was on screen for like five minutes or something. Yeah. She's wasted, isn't she? Totally. She should have been the Bond girl. Sorry, woman, uh, well, rather than <laughs> Madeline. She's called Madeline, sorry. Oh, God, she's, I can't stand Madeline. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, no, Bond girl, I, I think it's a good name actually, but yeah. I really can't, I, she's, oh, well, I guess we'll get on to talking about this properly, but I'm not a fan yeah. of Madeline Swan, and I, I can explain now or I can explain later, whatever's easier. Oh, wow. Okay, well, we'll, we'll build up to it. We'll build up okay. the rage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if we're doing them in order, then, I suppose the books obviously was the inspiration. And, yeah, you say that most of them were quite younger in the books. I think they were, like, roughly early to mid-20s. So, again, I don't want to say anything offensive, but <laughs> I'm not sure... <laughs> I'm just going to do a sheep joke at Jesse's, but no, I'm joking. Um, yeah, basically, Bond is a bit older, though. So there's usually a 10-year age gap. Mm. And I suppose Roger, how was Roger like 58 in A View to a Kill? So that's when people started getting a bit yeah, old Stacey. Actually, Tom, just something just something to mention while I've been you know, um, looking into 
Bond girls and and everything. I was, I was quite <laughs> shocked by. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as always. But yeah, um, I was quite shocked by how often there was a big age gap between the Bond actor and the and the Bond girl. Because a lot of the time, yeah, they would be in the twenties, but then you know the the Bond actor would be pushing forty almost, which is. And often they don't look as if they're in their 20s either. I mean, I was very surprised that, for example, in um, in a view, um, sorry, not a view to kill, Fear Eyes Only, they've got sort of Bibi, who's like, she's a teenager, or she's meant to be a teenager. I don't know exactly how old the actress was, but she's a teenager in the film. And it's kind of ridiculous when she tries it on with Bond. But I think in real, in Melina is the actress at the time, Carol Booker, 20 or something. So it's kind of clearly the sort of like Lolita figure of... um, BB to be trying on with Bond, but then when he cops off at the end with um with Melina, it's like oh it's great, yeah. It's not so much to do with the age; it's more about how the film kind of treats the women. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I was surprised to see that she's the is she, that she's the young. There's the biggest age gap, isn't there? Yeah, Whereas yeah. I thought that um, Solitaire was the biggest age gap because she looks <laughs> so young. She was, and she's playing to be a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she looks so young, and her character is so kind of vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> it makes a big thing of her virginity as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Holds her out of her virginity by stacking the deck. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Cheap gag. And she the powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least she admits it. Yeah, later. Yeah. What I like about the bond for the Roger Moore bonds, though. Well, it almost adds to the comedy of it a bit. The fact that they just continue as he gets, is he ages and ages from Live and Let Die to A View to a Kill over quite a lengthy period. They don't kind of, apart from in Octopussy, they don't really change the age of the woman they pair him with. They no. just kind of make no reference whatsoever to his advancing years, which I actually quite like. It's, it's kind of yeah. funny in a way. I mean, I know it probably should, <laughs> he should be with someone more age <laughs> appropriate. In a way, I quite like that about Roger Moore because it's like in the same way that we're supposed to suspend our disbelief and believe that this kind of soon to be pensioner is executing all of these incredible stunts. <laughs> and it's like the stuntman is so obvious in Roger Moore, but it's just, funny yeah, 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 yeah. like I just love it. <laughs> well, Tom's, Tom's wife, um, she had a thing for uh, Sean Connery, of course, didn't she? But not Sean Connery in his Bond years, but more in his like The Rock and Oh, First yeah. Night and... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it grew with age, the love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it, well, we have in, done. In the Indiana Sorry, Jones film. Yeah, like, oh, they, yeah. they basically yeah. they heavily imply that him and Harrison Ford, or in fact, they tell you they've both slept with the same woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. plays Jenny Flex? Yes. Oh. Like Jenny Flex. oh, we love her. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's yeah. in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we try try and get you on the show, Alison Doody. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening, um, uh, watching because yeah. we love a view to a kill. That's the that's the official reason. Um, Elsa. Yeah. The other. This is more serious, but. Uh, the thing in the books, there's a lot of, you know, bad history, weren't they? A lot of the girls have had some kind of awful awakening with some, you know, sexual abuse and things like that from uh, tormentors and things, which obviously in the films, they don't really go down that route. They wouldn't show it, obviously. It would be implied. And they might even... I mean, Goldfinger is one of the early ones where she's... I think she's had some awful background and she's a lesbian, isn't she? And then... Because Bond's so amazing, he turns her. So, yeah. <laughs> like you do. Like you do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, again. Yeah, they very sensibly, they, they downplay that in the film. 
it's kind of hinted yeah. at a bit um, yeah. with her and sort of sizing up her attractive female pilots, but it's not, it's never, it's never explicit, which actually works really well. It may be that if they'd made that film a bit later, when sensibilities around, you know, non-heterosexual relationships might have allowed it to be more explicit. But I'm in a way, I'm glad it was made in 64 when you could probably, you couldn't get away with it. So they just didn't even bother to try. Yeah, we don't need to see all the background, do we? We're saying this with the, the Craig films, just just give us the characters, give us the plot, and then that's the end of it. But, but sometimes, yeah. don't you think, like, a real sticking point for me is Tracy, the difference between um, Teresa in the book and, the, and in the film, because in the book she's a grieving mum whose child has yeah. died, and that's yeah. why she's so poorly, whereas in the film it's just like... She's just crying. She's yeah. crazy, you know, she's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just for no reason, but a bit bonkers. And I, and I, so I think sometimes they, they need, they, you know. Yeah. I, I don't. She, she's not. It makes her less likable to me in the in the film. Oh, I thought you. I, I thought you loved that film, Jess. Well, Chris yeah, does, Chris, doesn't he? No, Chris loves that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. I like it. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the books, the other what we say babyish thing is the names of the, the Bond girls are often often suggestive and yeah they tried to they tried to follow that up with the new ones which of course are not based on the books with obviously Xenia on the top we've mentioned John's favourite John is on our podcast Molly Warm Flash from <laughs> And she's a doctor, yeah. Oh my god, when she has to explain yeah. the quack science, when she explains the bullet. I just love that bit so much. Oh, he do. <laughs> <laughs> he, the bullet will eventually kill him, but he grows stronger every day until the day he dies. <laughs> yeah. So we good. said but it doesn't mean, you know, just because he doesn't feel pain, you still would bleed and he'd still anyway. Yeah. We love it. We love it. Great. Um but yeah, though that actually she was sort of named after Molly, Molly Peters, who played the nurse in Thunderball. Similar character, isn't it? And Bond in both is a bit dodgy, isn't it? He, he basically basically seduces them to make sure he gets a tick on the health pass, doesn't he? So that's, yeah. Well, wouldn't they do that now. Be enjoying themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah they knew what yeah. they were doing. And it's not as if they're you know, complete munters and he just had to do it. You know, they're so the, I think it's basically course. kind of it's quite a sort of it's a everyone wins scenario. I would yeah, say. yeah, 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 yeah. We'll tell it. We'll tell it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> of course, she's um, Christina Scott Thomas's. Sorry, Christine Scott Thomas's sister. Yeah. yeah. Or as John says, did you know that <laughs> Serena Scott Thomas's sister was? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. The inevitable joke. Yeah. <laughs> That's his, not mine. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Such a level of Bond fan. I just can't even. <laughs> One can, only, one can only admire it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, Tiffany Case, uh, she was the first American Bond girl. And Ooh. she's like the first, well, I suppose Pussy Law is a bit of a criminal, but she's a proper criminal, isn't she? She's like a, a diamond smuggler, particularly yeah. in the book. But yeah, we, we've been doing the Diamonds Are Forever review recently. And I think she's been a bit underrated in terms of AIDS. AIDS is a word that gets bandied about a lot, particularly with our the female characters. Tiffany Case is probably one of the early ones who had it, I would have said. Initially. Yeah. Agency, you know, as in she... Oh, agency. agency. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think that's... It, it, she, she sort of... It feels a bit like... Dimes Off Forever feels... 
it's the, the kind of the general tone is a bit different from other Bond films. It's very camp. I mean, I love it, but it's silly yeah. and camp. Um, and it's the kind of, I mean, obviously, but it's, I find the thing that's odd about that film is that it follows on from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. So you go from this incredibly yeah. heart-rending ending where you think, oh, yeah. God, let's be happy again. And the next thing you know, Blofeld's wearing a wig and being a, being a drag queen. Um, <laughs> Making my pies, double Yeah, and, and, and t- Tiffany Case, I think she's, she's like, she might not work in another Bond film, but she really works in Diamonds Are Forever because she ca- correctly guesses the kind of tempo of the film that she's in and is is exactly the right fit. But you, I can't imagine her in a different Bond film. Before that, to be fair, we've we've bigged up uh, Fiona Volpe quite a lot. She's a great character in Thunderball, and that's she's like one of the first ones who wasn't dubbed as well. So, uh, oh, yeah. and the the lady who dubbed a lot of them, Nikki Van Der Zyl, died the other day as well. Yeah, so, yeah. a big behind the scenes Bond legend. But that, that was quite unusual growing up because obviously I think most of the early Bond films, they, were, they weren't necessarily actresses, were they? They, they were like Miss Worlds. And, <laughs> and then, <laughs> but they still had to act, even if they didn't do the voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, 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 they would just go for someone who was very beautiful and perhaps their English yeah. wasn't perfect. Um, but it is a bit odd because they do all, obviously it's the same person, but they do all end up sounding the same. They it's sound the same, yes. It's like one's <laughs> got this kind of the robotic woman who is actually morphing into, like Doctor Who, sort of morphing into different Bond, Bond yeah. Um, <laughs> from different countries, often totally different ethnicities, and they all just have the same voice. It's something yeah. a bit weird and jarring about it, actually. Yeah, like Tatiana is Russian and... Is it the two girls, Aki and Kissy, and you only the twice same same voice for all of them? Is it? I don't know if yeah. I knew that. I think one of them is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shame. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't do that now. But no. it was, yeah. There's more problematic stuff. It's also um, it's also Domino and it's um, yeah. Honey Rider. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there are other ones too. Uh, and often it's non, I think, oh, I could be, I don't, actually, I'm not going to say it in case it's wrong, but I will get monstered in the comments because I reckon your viewers know what they're talking about. But I'm <laughs> sure it's it's random women who are not Bond girls as well, like the possibly the gypsy girls, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just like the same person doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a school play where you don't have enough kids to do all the roles. Extras. <laughs> 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 Anna Blackman, to be fair, that was her voice, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. She, she was. A, she was an actress, though. Um. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, she was. But the early ones, I watched Doctor No quite recently, and I'd forgotten. It's quite a Bond thing. There's the Miss Tarot, if you remember. Oh yeah. Who he? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Look, beautiful woman. She she mm. sort of le- she's leading Bond on to try and get him caught, and then he's onto her. So he's already arranged for her to be arrested but he's still like, I might as well sleep with her while I'm here <laughs> so I know I know <laughs> I have I watched it recently too my brother and I have started doing this thing where we um have like a themed night so we, we make food that's the theme of that country that the Bond film is in oh wow um, mm. and then we watch it um and um yeah we so we, we started with Dr No and we did like had a go at doing Jamaica it was really fun I really enjoyed sure. it but um yeah, I, I totally forgot about that line. He's such a lad in that scene. Gets his watch as well, doesn't he? Just yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> it's weird, because I swear he's just... Um, oh, no, he kills the professor immediately after that, doesn't he? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes from like being a complete dickhead with the women to like, killing someone <laughs> yeah, off. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. You, you do like Sean Connery, Madeleine and Jess? You do like... Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. 
<laughs> Although he did, he does slap the women about a bit. I have to say that. Is it dink in Thunderball? Yeah. No, in golfing, sorry. Man talk. Yeah, Man talk. yeah, yeah, but that's even worse than it, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> Felix. Felix, how are you? Dink, meet Felix Leiter. Hello. Felix, say hello to Dink. Hi, Dink. Dink, say goodbye to Felix. Hmm? Uh, man talk. I shouldn't laugh, but it's not funny. It's not, well, yeah, but, yeah. Would, it's, it's, just, would... it's just, you know it's so wrong now that you watch it and it's like, um... It's like church giggles or something. You like you shouldn't yeah. be finding this funny, but it's like it's so obviously not okay that you you get that awful like a really some cathartic desire. Yeah, it's really absolutely. bad. Um, <laughs> just different times. Yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, there's some very, there are some bits that I found. For example, in Doctor No, when he says to Quarrel, "Bring my shoes," that I found that really uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's they're so old now. You know, they're they're talking fifty plus years. So it's it's um. Sorry, not not quite actually, but yeah, you you see, sorry, sixty. I mean, what am I talking about? Uh, sixty, almost sixty years coming up. You know, it's just very. I don't know how could it not be very different. No, so, you know, like Doctor No, for example. I, like I think I think they actually kind of got less progressive in a way in the seventies because you know you look at Honey Rider and she's you know an orphan who's making it scratching out a living on her own in this very dangerous part of the world. Yeah. And she killed a rapist. You know, she's she's not a yeah, British, yeah. You know, she's 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 a pretty independent character you know and I, yeah i know she yeah. emerges from the water it's all about the bikini but actually you know there's more to her than i think you remember when you yeah. think about yeah her. yeah about the bikini, don't yeah you? definitely and there's some very pioneering characters in the 60s and um you know, obviously we've mentioned fiona volpe we've mentioned pussy galore but also um sylvia trench in dr no yeah. and then again in from rush with love i've i noticed when i was doing this assignment for work recently that the way that when bond says his iconic bond james bond the setup is pioneered by her. Yes, yes. I noticed that for the first Sylvia time. Sylvia yeah. And then he follows. And so they have this repartee between the pair of them. And she sets him up for his really iconic line. And there's lots of things like that that people just, as you say, people would assume that it just gets more and more progressive. So they kind of ignore this stuff amidst, you know, the man talk and the, you know, electrocuting women in the bathtub kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Neuf à la banque. I need another thousand. I admire your courage, Miss... Uh... Trench. Sylvia Trench. I admire your luck, Mr... Bond. James Bond. Mr. Bond, I suppose you wouldn't care to um, raise the limit? I have no objection. The 70s start, yeah, Dams Are Forever. One of the first scenes <laughs> was... <laughs> it's not funny again. But he, when he's trying to get information out of that woman who's in a bikini, and he just yeah. rips off a bikini and strangles yeah. her with it. They cut that, though, from when it was on ITV this summer. So I think there's a, there's a line to be drawn, isn't it? We don't, we don't want it all cut because it's part of our childhood and it's history in a way. But then certain, you can't have that shown in the afternoon. Really. <laughs> well, yeah, I think if it's, for, if it's the kid audience. But I yeah. hate to think of them exercising this stuff yeah. adults just because they don't like it, that makes me really uncomfortable. You know, I think where does it that, stop? That, that scene I found really shocking because I, I had watched Diamonds of Forever as a child taped off telly when obviously that scene was cut. I didn't even know that scene was in the oh, right, film. Okay. I watched yeah, it again yeah. as an adult recently and was absolutely shocked by the brutality of that scene because mm. I had no idea it was there. And I think seeing it for the first time as an adult was quite interesting because it, it is shocking, actually. You know, it's really, it's really, really brutal. Who are you? My name is Bond. James Bond. Is there something I can do for you? Yes, as a matter of fact, there is. 
There is something I'd like you to get off your chest. Where is Ernst Stavro Blofeld? Speak up, darling. I can't hear you. Yeah, but equally, I think it would be almost with um, with a character like um, Fiona Volk, for example. She is um, a dangerous character. She kills multiple men. Um, he, she's probably, I mean, I actually think Largo is quite an underwhelming villain. So I say she is the, the, the most yeah, yeah. villain. Mm -hmm. She's by far the most memorable and the most capable. So for her to have kind of not a, to not be killed would almost be sexist, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I know he uses her as a shield, which is perhaps a slightly um, ignominious way to go. You know, it's like in The World Is Not Enough when he kills Electra. Yeah, and there's yeah. that kind of debate where she's like, you can't do it, and he does it. I don't know, that, it, would, it kind of would be, if they got pawned off with a non-death just because they were a woman, I would feel like that was a bit sexist too. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's quite bold, isn't it? To be fair, The World Is Not Enough to do that. Yeah. And she's all not in cold blood. It's the only... Is, is she the only, the only yeah. female that Bond kills kind of outright like that? They're not just... Yeah, maybe, yeah. Shoots. Mm. I think she is, where he actually yeah. kills her. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, right. um, in Skyfall. Is it Skyfall? I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. Um, when he, well, I mean, obviously, it's an, it's an accident, but it's when they're playing that William Tell game with uh, Severine, I think yeah, her yeah. name is, from yeah, he, Macau. Um, yeah. And I know he doesn't kill her deliberately, but you feel like he doesn't try very hard to save her. Um, and then because immediately yeah. he's been killed and they've had that throwaway line about waste of good scotch he suddenly yeah. remembers that's how to so fight bad. Again. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. really bad and it's a film that thinks it's really progressive too which kind of annoys yeah. me yeah yeah but more that's, than, that's it's more than the it's possibly more, more yeah. prob problematic with that character than yeah. a lot that's of the exactly. ones earlier that have just yeah. yeah and she was like a child sex label oh yeah 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 it's yeah yeah to show that they're engaging with these themes. And then they have him just behaving like Gary Glitter, like nothing ever happened. You know? <laughs> it's like, you know, he shouldn't, you, you, I don't think you, you should bring in a, a really weighty theme like that and then yeah, yeah. Not, not give it, do it justice. It's better just not to say who they are than to say that yeah. and then to dispense with it so thoughtlessly. Yeah, yeah I, th I think it, it's possible even further than that. I think it's, it's not just not dealt with, you know, it's like goes completely against it to make it even worse yeah. by doing the, creeping up in the shower. I know that she yeah. she kind of she <laughs> she she I think wants wants him to come and rescue her in there. But it's that he is, wants it. that's problematic. And I think yeah. it did cause problems at the time. But. I would be alarmed if Chris got in the shower with me. <laughs> oh, we're married and I wasn't trafficked you know that it, it, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, not yeah. acceptable it's good to know yeah yeah, yeah not trafficked yeah. <laughs> at least you've got a nice yacht though so yeah. oh, that's, that's no you're right she does I mean she tells him where he, she's going to be mooring from and so on it's just that it's just interesting that they mentioned the fact that she was trafficked in the first place mm. it's almost like it just mention it as a kind of like that's yeah. the character building rather than than yeah. her character building happens on screen, they just give her a tragic backstory, which is yeah. it's a, it takes less skill to do that actually than build them up properly in the film. Whereas Volpe, we don't really know why she's like she is. We just love watching her being a you know a badass bitch or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Br brilliant character. And then I suppose a view to a kill. We'll go back to that. Mayday's got an amazing arc because she's totally terrifying to start with. Then she sleeps with Bond. Quite funny scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, and then she comes good at the end. So yeah, but she doesn't. She doesn't change because she's slept with Bond. She still no, no. A, after after they after they sleep together. Uh, she still she kills um, 
thingy, forgot his name, Patrick. Tibbet. Tibbet, Tibbet. yeah, dear me. Yeah. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she kills him after she's slept with Bond and like she's still really villainous until right at the end when she... Oh yeah, I mean, you get the feeling. I, like, I think they've just got some really kinky thing going, her and Zorin, because they have their, their yeah, fight. Yeah. You know, she's wearing her like G-string leotard, the most 80s <laughs> thing that I've yeah, ever yeah. seen until the next scene when she finds something even more 80s to wear. Um, but they have their fight um, and then they get the phone call and, and that's when they find Bond. And you feel like he almost like tells her to go and have sex with him. She yeah. he he kind of gives it the nod of approval. It's almost a like it's got some weird kind of like kinky <laughs> swinger thing going on. <laughs> Progressive. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she, yeah, she's like a woman scorned. I quite like that. I quite like that at the end, basically, she's just a guy who's a, a, a lady whose um, boyfriend betrayed her and she's out for vengeance. Yeah. We can all relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Hey. laughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh, <laughs> going back to Fiona Volpe, I suppose a bit like Largo, Domino doesn't quite have as much impact, does she? Even though she's another troubled girl. I don't know. I just love Thunderball. I think it's quite underrated, actually. And I think Volpe is, is, is a massive part of that. That I don't know. They, they could do something like that in the new ones, like, have, like when they're in bed together and chatting and that kind of thing. She's in charge for the first time of Bond. That must have been quite shocking to audiences, I reckon, at the time. In the mid sixties. Yeah, definitely. I'm not really a fan of Thunderball actually. I, I think it's it's oh, come on. well. And then the, <laughs> the, the, just the so oh my god, the underwater fight scenes are so long and so boring. Um, it, starts <laughs> out, it starts out brilliantly though. I just get so bored in the second half of that film. Um, and Domino isn't really doesn't really have a personality. She's she's one of those actresses I think who was just picked. She was Miss, Miss World or something. And it might just be that there are some better women around who aren't her. So you've got his friend Paula who's quite fun, and also obviously Fiona Volpe herself. And yeah. even Molly, who's a kind of sexy carry-on nurse. So there's like all these other cool women. I just kind of forget about Domino. But equally, Domino is one of the most beautiful women, I think, in the whole Bond oh. franchise. So on that basis, it's great. Um, yeah. But I just never really, it's not, it's not one of those ones I kind of go back to endlessly. So is A View to a Kill your favourite? Or would you, would you say um, that's the, the best one? Well, I mean, it's the one I return to most. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it was technically the best. It was like my analogy with Vertigo. It's not the Vertigo. It's the Bridget Jones for me. But yeah. Vertigo is probably something like, probably a toss-up between Casino Royale, Goldeneye, and Goldfinger, I would say. Oh, also from yeah. Russian Love. Basically, I can't choose. It's like choosing between my children. It's between... <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, and I just remembered Living Daylights. So I mean, just can't. Oh. It changes. I have made this ranking before, but I, I, I think it probably changes week to week, to be honest. Yeah, we did... We did one of those, you know, there's an app where you can rank them all and you just choose which you prefer out of one out of each other and then it tables all your results. And we did one and the, the Dalton ones were the top two. <laughs> I think a Vita a Kill was very high. And yeah. what, what one of our first reviews we did was from Rush We Love, just to go back to that. Again, quite progressive in terms of this is a girl, she's quite young, she's only uh, Tatiana, obviously. She's almost like an office worker, isn't she? But she's called in, used as bait. And that's quite a big storyline. I don't... Was she dubbed? can't remember now. Yes, I think Yeah, she, she must have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've, she's got all the stuff with... She's torn between the two sides and she's got Rosa Klebb. Jess, are you you're a fan of From Us We Love, hopefully? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, yeah, yeah. I mean, at full disclosure, I, I am not... I am sort of a Bond fan by osmosis. And I yeah. grew up with it. And then in my teenage years, watched a couple of them and was like, what? what is it, you know, and kind of wasn't interested 
and then married a massive Bond fan. Yeah. And then who has been raised to yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a bit of a, a bit of a, rena- a bit of a Bond renaissance, really seeing them through Ernie's eyes. Because like I never liked a view to a kill. Uh, honestly, I, I thought it was just too silly. I just can't cope with how old Roger. I was just mute, just mute, sir. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just, just think how saggy his bottom is. Oh, he's just got such an old man bottom. It's, it's inevitable. I'd not really but thought I, of that before. I but... well, no, I can't no. Help but think about that when I watch it. I just think he's so old. He's so gross. <laughs> But then Ernie she goes on top though. Loves it. Progressive. Loves it. <laughs> the word progressive is being used a lot in this conversation. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Tom likes to drop that in. Yeah. Being sarcastic. Much with love was progressive. Yeah. <laughs> Mayday getting on top was progressive. <laughs> yeah. Just the Craig ones are regressive. Doesn't make it so. No, it doesn't. No. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, I don't know what we were talking about. No, uh, well, for much with love, I, I said when we were discussing the episode, I suppose Bond girls, you wouldn't really count Rosa Claire Woodley as a Bond girl, but she's one of the biggest female characters ever, isn't she, in the franchise? And terrifying. She's brilliant. Oh, yeah. nightmares as children. Dear me. Yeah, there's kind of two, there's like a few distinctive types. So she's the first of that kind of the... the the, the cold, ruthless female henchman, hench, sorry, henchwoman. Um, and then... You've also got Fiona Volpe, who I think is probably... Oh, I guess you could argue that Miss Tarot was, but the first kind of femme fatale um, yeah, yeah. female assassin. And they sort of have some things in common, but it's kind of... These are like the first examples of these characters, and you get versions of them that come in again. I mean, Xenia on the top is the classic. She's got lots in common with Fiona Volpe. And I think there's even even things like Wei Lin has a very similar leather suit. I, I do feel like Fiona Volpe is a very influential character in, yeah. in the series that they often make reference to in other films yeah well they, they almost repeated her in the next one or tried yeah. to repeat her um oh yeah with with uh dma mum helga brand yeah 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 uh, thanks for helping me out. yeah um because i i think i think she's she's just she comes too soon after fiona Volk because uh, yeah, she's well, just not as lazy. memorable and and the way yeah she she it's a bit weird with the story like, Lovely she, t- she, t- she ties him up and she's about to kill him but then like no 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 I won't do that. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then so she goes up in a plane and right, you know, I'll, I'll jump out and I'll let you, you know, crash in here. It's a bit of, I mean, I've got you now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, enjoy yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just kind of. I think you can. In a view to a kill, they just got a bit too. Once the formula had been established in Goldfinger, they just got a bit lazy, and they just pretty much everything in a view to a kill is is a sort of version of something we've seen already. Even like the giant, the big layer. I mean, it's a cool thing. I love the underground layer, but it's sort of like a it's a mixture of of other layers that we've had. You know, it's just I mean, it's not bad. It just shows that they were a bit complacent, I think. And then after that, they kind of had to mix it up a bit. I think in some ways, I'm less annoyed by that. Maybe it's because those are like older films that I grew up with, and never, you know, I never. I never clocked that A View to a Kill was quite similar to Goldfinger or other ones, but I do certainly clock now that a lot of them, you know, I think so much of Skyfall is taken from The Dark Knight and also The World Is Not Enough. And for some reason that that annoys me more than more than like... Yes, it gets all the credit, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, because it was like heralded as like one of the, the best ever. Whereas, I, you know, I quite like Skyfall, but I do think it borrows from many yeah. other films. I don't like Skyfall, actually. really dislike it. No, and I think it thinks it's really clever. Yeah, I think whereas View to a Kill knows it's not. Yes, I think that's the difference. That's it. 
that's exactly it. That it's in on the joke, whereas Skyfall <laughs> thinks it's reinvented the wheel and it just hasn't. I also really hate, I know some people love this, they like the homages to um, Goldfinger with the car, but I really, really hate that scene when they're in the National Gallery and Q is giving him his... <laughs> yeah, me too. The gun and the, the radio, and then Daniel Craig Bond says, is this all I get, a radio and a gun? And then Q says... What did you expect? An exploding pen? Oh, yeah. he's like taking the piss out of everyone's favourite Bond film, Golden. Exactly. Like, how like, dare you? <laughs> that's we're like, in the audience, that's right? They were all It's doubly canonical because not only is it a lot of people's favourite Bond film, it's also the yeah. one that everyone played. So the idea that's like, was it Sam yeah. Mendes gets to sort of sit around and <laughs> um, think that he's so much cleverer than Goldeneye when that is a lot of people's introduction to the Bond world mm. kind of annoys me. Um, <laughs> it just thinks breach really clever yeah it's like there's sort of newbies aren't they 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 find that brilliant they're sort of casual fans but like you say growing up golfing was i think one of the first ones we saw at the cinema yeah and it was just and with the game it was just everything everything oh, to yeah. us <laughs> so you don't don't have a go at that pen dear me we love that pen. <laughs> but q you know it's q is one of the most loved characters in the franchise i know, I know. I remember playing i used to play them play the i remember playing the game with one of my brothers and um we got to a bit in the game where we weren't sure how to get through it. So we decided to watch the film to give us inspiration. And then the film showed us kind of what we should be doing to win that level. It was like, they, they really weren't oh, overlapping Amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Doak, though, he was a bonus, bonus character. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed, yeah. <laughs> I think he's got his own uh, Twitter account, actually, Dr. Doak. Yeah, he probably does, yeah. <laughs> if you're enjoying Really 007, why not follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? Look us up at Really 007 Pod. If you do not, you will be shot. Yeah, the only live twice is a bit. I don't know. I, I, it's weird because Aki's. I think there's great chemistry there and everything. Yeah, and then, of course, yeah. Sacrificial Lamb. She might be the, one of the first ones, isn't she? And it's always hits you quite hard. John Barry's music's yeah. unbelievable. I, so I, I'm always really moved when she when she. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty good. And obviously, I know people think say that Sean Connery wasn't particularly trying his hardest in that particular film, but um, he does. He, he just goes like, "She's dead." You <laughs> <laughs> couldn't accuse him of overacting. Let's just say no. it that way. But I, I still think it's quite a. Uh, He's a great oh, agent, he's doing his job. It's so hard to take him seriously because he's just had his... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of hard Heck. to take Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Progressive. No, no definitely. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> oh, God. Stop that, The scene where they get massaged by the, the women. And yeah. The, I guess, knock us well, because the music's so good. In Japan, men come yeah. first. Um, yeah. And then he gets to pick one and he says, I think he says something like, she is very sexful. Like, yes. Yeah. Of, like, it's insulting because it implies he can't speak English. It's also yeah. sexy. It's like doing so many wrong yeah, things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many people can you offend in one? Yeah. <laughs> if you offend everyone, it isn't offensive. It's equal opportunities. So it's fine. No. Now you take your first civilised bath. Really? Well, I like the plumbing. Place yourself entirely in their hands, my dear born son. Rule number one is never do anything for yourself when someone else can do it for you. And number two? Rule number two, in Japan, men always come first, women come second. I may just retire to here. Now, massage. Which girl do you select? I'll just settle for this little old lady here. Good choice. 
She's very sexyful. I was thinking the other day, actually, that you know how um, in the 2012 Olympics, um, the queen par- the queen parachuted into the stadium. Oh yeah, She's finest hour. Do you think at the Tokyo Olympics that I guess Naka <laughs> might parachute into oh. the Emperor of Japan? <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> or that helicopter in a car, you know, with yeah. the, the, yeah, yeah. the cars on the back. But another hel- helicopter must be filming from... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's my favourite of the wasteful deaths in Bond. You know, where they, they don't just shoot them in the head. There's always some incredibly elaborate way. Like the, I love the one in a Moonraker where they start out and they're on a really expensive looking jumbo jet. And they just like, we're going to parachute and just leave you to die on this jet. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're just going to, it's going to cost millions and millions of pounds when we could just kill you, just toss you out of the plane and then land it. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the Japanese magnet yeah. and says, how's that for Japanese efficiency? And we're like, not very good, actually. <laughs> no, <laughs> really not very good. <laughs> Austin Powers, isn't it? Yeah. Just shoot him. Why don't you just shoot him? Yeah. <laughs> and like stormtroopers, though, they can never hit anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that before that we hope when we're saying they don't want, we don't want them to cut out all these scenes. I don't want them to go all George Lucas and go over and them and edit them out and re refilm stuff. So at least at least they've not done that. Anyway. Not yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Disney Plus have re-edited all their films, haven't they? Have you seen? Oh, hey. we watched we watched Adventures in Babysitting the other day. And they've edited everything out. So really? The, you know the line, uh, Thor's a oh, homo. Gosh. You know that? That's now Thor's a fool. Or something oh. like that. Just, uh. like, and don't F with the babysitter is now don't fool with the babysitter, uh, which has no impact at all. Yeah. <laughs> it. And the, the, the last, last, last year they filmed, they filmed Mulan in Xinjiang province where um, hundreds of thousands, millions of Uyghur Muslims are being kept in a camp and they didn't think that I mean I hate this stuff because it's usually distracting you from like actual bad practice it's easier to do this Mm. kind of stuff is level stuff to give the impression of being very progressive than actually (laughs) to do like meaningful things actual progressive yeah 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 yeah. good actually we mentioned from Russia with Love um which I also watched recently and before I forget I, I was really struck by how sexual a film it is I don't know if you saw this it's very sexy. Um, you know, there's that entendre <laughs> with them, the mouth and it's just the right size for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. A bit stuff. rude. Um, yeah. And then basically when they're on the train, she ends up wearing these little silk nightgown things that he brings her. And she, she sort of has the slight vibe of being like a sex slave or something because he, he keeps leaving her in the room and she can't come to things with him. Um, and she's just there like in her, in her sexy well, nightgown. Yes. Yeah. And you just get the, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 sex and he's doing the mission and then more sex. Yeah. <laughs> Aspirational. Think, does she yeah. fancy Bond? Because she's a honey trap, isn't she? Oh, is she, she really him? fancies him, I think. I think so. Really. She From loves him. Like, she, she falls in she love with him really yeah. quickly. Yeah. And I swear there's a scene when she's like, I love you. And he's a bit like, yeah, yeah. Love you're great. All right. All right. Mate. <laughs> yeah. Back off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's quite no, it's quality, isn't it? I suppose Goldfinger, yeah, with with Pussy Galore, it is a bit, it is a bit better. And I think the chemistry between the two of them is probably the best he's had up until that point. And I don't know. Well, Anna Blackman said that he was the sexiest man she'd ever met. Well, she was like, I met him. I was just like, he's this, he is the sex, and he is, isn't he? Incredible, extremely sexy. Yeah, you can tell, you can see, can't you, that she really fancies him for real, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't make it, it makes it less. There's no acting. When he yeah. himself on her. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. There is a lot of chemistry. That scene's a bit funny, isn't it? Again, it's could 
if most people were doing it, it would seem even more offensive. I'm not saying it isn't offensive now. And particularly the music makes it seem better, but like pulling you, towards and all that. The, yeah, the, hay, the, the hay play fight and then... Yeah, yeah. And, all yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like pretty much pins her down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're quite a girl, pussy. I'm strictly the outdoor type. I'd like to think you're uh, not in all of this uh, caper. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Skip it. I'm not interested. Let's go. What would it take for you to see things my way? A lot more than you've got. How do you know? I don't want to know. Isn't it customary to grant the condemned man his last request? You've asked for this. <laughs> Get up. Ah! Certainly. Now let's both play. But I think that's why they made a good choice in not making her lesbianism explicit, because I think that would have aged horribly had she been a lesbian that had then been kind of... Yeah, dear me. That's what happens in the book, though, isn't it, I think? Well, I think in the book she's a lesbian because, again, this is pretty... (laughs) <laughs> because she was raped by an uncle when she was a young girl. Yeah, yeah. But she's not. She's not a sort of you know a born lesbian. She chooses not to be with men because of her experience. Yeah, she's traumatized and Bond um, seduces her. So I think, guess the jury's out on whether that's les- she's a lesbian or not. <laughs> it's all of my field nowadays. And I don't know if yeah. she would actually be one or not, really. Honor Majesties, that's the sort of benchmark that the diehard Bond fans often list it as one of the favourites. And part of the reason for that is it's got the most serious love love story, hasn't it? Obviously, Casino Royale is probably the only other one, you could argue, which cl- comes close to that. But Diana Rigg, another another sad recent death. She, mm. I mean, she's fantastic, isn't she, in the film, Brilliant. Yeah, she's amazing. It's she. It's she's. Um, I think she does a performance where it's kind of you can see how he falls for her because she's she's very clever and very witty. Um, she's in control. There's various moments where she turns up to rescue him. Um, you know, like when she turns up to help him in that alpine chase. Um, yeah. She turns up. She pirouettes into the into the ice rink, and she's turning. She is his knight in shining armor at, at that point. And I, and I think that it's the vul- the mixture of vulnerability and being really tough, which is very very kind of you can't help but kind of fall in love. You sort of fall in love with her a bit as the viewer. And of course, 
I think also the other thing is there's lots of great performances in that film. Like Money Penny does an amazing turn at the at the wedding. Um, oh. really, she does it so subtly, but it's just a couple of awkward, te- like a bit of crying and of cr- covering up her tears, and then an awkward smile. Um, she just plays it to perfection. Um, so I just think it's a film that kind of I don't like George Lazenby very much, and it, I find that film I love it, but um, it annoys me because I would lo- I long to have known what that could have been like with someone who was actually a proper actor rather than George Lazenby. So I just feel right. like it's kind of because I think everything else in that film is perfect. So, so I get annoyed because I'm like, oh, if only Sean Connery had been it um, for that film, which is probably controversial. <laughs> no, no, that's it's one of these things, isn't it? I, I think um, it's, it's really interesting because I can't picture myself seeing and buying Sean Connery falling that in love with a, with, you know, a, a, with Tracy in the way that George Lazenby's Bond does. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not saying he's the greatest actor in the world, but I don't know Sean Connery. I just I can't quite quite picture it. Not that I'm saying he couldn't do it, but Roger Moore. <laughs> not Roger Moore. Timothy Dalton. <laughs> yeah, Timothy Dalton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dalton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's true because Timothy Dalton. He does. He deals when he has his um, moment where Tracy gets mentioned in Licence to Kill. He does oh, it. Oh really well. yeah, yeah. Um, Such good acting. So I mean, he's just a proper. He's a proper actor. Yeah, yeah. A really yeah. great actor in his own right. I know what you mean about Sean Connery, but I, I think. Um, I think that if he'd been with someone as great an actress as Diana Rigg, then he would have upped his game. It's not yeah, like yeah, yeah. in his previous films, he's often dealing with people who probably don't speak very good English who are just kind of <laughs> just there because they're hot, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know. Yeah. Actually, the part of the reason that they seem to work is because Tracy's a bit stronger and tougher and helps him. Um, and he actually seems quite vulnerable. So he's, in a way, he's a different bond to other bonds. You feel like he really needs her. And so when he turns around and says, I'm not going to get another girl like you, um, it's more believable, perhaps, because you're like, no, you're not. <laughs> no. Tracy, Nathan shouldn't be concerned with anything but himself. I understand. We'll just have to go on the way we are. Hmm. We'll have to find something else to do. Are you sure, Jane? I love you. I know I'll never find another girl like you. Will you marry me? You mean it? I mean it. It's quite tasteless. Um, we were talking about Dimes Are Forever recently. And John pointed out that after you see Moneypenny crying at the wedding, the next time you see us at the ferry in Diamonds Are Forever, um, just going over to Amsterdam with Bond, and she's she asked for a diamond ring, and John was like, just lost his wife, with, you know, a lovely diamond engagement ring. Outrageous. Yeah. I never noticed that. No, I, I didn't realise that, yeah. Wow, yeah. what a change. That's another way in which Diamonds Are Forever just pretends that this never happened. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Would you settle for a tulip? You don't even mention yeah. it, even though he's chasing the same guy. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a bit, a bit cold, Moneypenny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is really fucked up. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, you're not so you, on the you Obviously, there's some other girls in it, aren't there? Sorry, women. Angels of Death, yeah. the main, the main ones, yes. aren't they? 
yes. I've written down the name of my favourite angel of death. She's here somewhere. Ruby Bartlett. I'm sorry, I've no memory. Ruby Bartlett. Oh, Ruby Bartlett. Mm. She's a Lancashire, a Lancashire lass. Yeah, we're, we're Lancashire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd say it's not, it's not, it's controversial, but it's probably one of my, possibly one of my least favourite Bond films. You're just trying to annoy Chris. I think because, well, I don't particularly like George Lazenby. <laughs> I don't buy him, really, which I know you guys, well, when Chris loves him, I just <laughs> no, I'm, I totally agree. With and you. I really love Diana Rigg, but not in this role. I find Tracy just a bit annoying and kind of very needy, and I don't. <laughs> yeah, I just find it hard work. One minute she's being sort of total badass, um, sort of heiress, taking you know, getting complete, you know, getting completely wasted and going to the beach and all of this stuff, yeah, and yeah. basically getting people to take him out. And then the next she seems, she does seem to be quite needy and clingy. Um, I guess you could explain that by her having had a difficult childhood, but I know what you mean. It's a bit of a, she sort of goes from like zero to one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, yeah, she's inconsistent. And yes. um, and I find it difficult. And I just don't think, find her particularly likeable. And I don't, and I don't feel anything when she dies. Oh, come <laughs> oh. on, that's too right. <laughs> just, right, Jess. She's like... <laughs> Control yourself. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but I do enjoy, I do like Ruby I do love Ruby Bartlett is my is the redeeming character for me <laughs> I think it's brilliant Hot I love how she writes in <laughs> with a lip yeah yeah <laughs> she feels like a slightly kind of carry on type character yeah she does yeah. Yeah. She's, like, yeah. she's like sort of sexy Silla Black kind of vibes although to be fair Silla Black was very sexy back in the day um, but like it's weird that the film ends tragically because it's a bit it's like a like a Romeo and Juliet or something where it starts out and it just feels like a comedy and then ends in this tragedy but only at the very end does it doesn't it's not like Cena Royale where it's quite dark throughout and it, yeah. you know you feel like something bad might be about to happen anyway yeah, yeah it doesn't set it up does it at all yeah. I would say actually I would um, I think it has a claim to be a Christmas film because it yeah. is all yeah and lots, yeah. lots of the film's action hinges on like around the festive period and of course mm -hmm. there's this bit like people coming together at Christmas there's the kind of alpine romance thing um, I think it's arguably the only Bond film that's also a Christmas film yeah yeah. Even though it doesn't, it's not exclusively set at Christmas. It's just interesting because I don't really see another Bond film that like engages with the elements in no. quite that way. Well, yeah, we um, we we did our own Christmas special that um, <laughs> one of our other other brothers Harry did, and uh, Jess was part of that as well. <laughs> and he was trying to make any tenuous link to Christmas that he possibly could. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the main one was where it was held at, at yeah, Truman yeah. Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sad, isn't it? Yeah, but it also has the this. Who's it by? Is it Nina? The Christmas. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Christmas trees are growing. I yeah. love that song. Yeah, we we play that album all the time at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a great soundtrack. Brilliant. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and the, the, we have we have all the time in the world. Obviously, helps the romance, doesn't it? I think. Yeah. Like the yeah. montage scene helps it. Yeah. You buy it. Amazing song. Yeah, you do. But. Glad that they didn't go down that route and it just wasn't a grieving bond in the next film, thankfully. Although we, yeah, maybe it went a I bit think, too I far. I think the there other was, that's probably a happy medium between yeah, um, yeah. the Craig thing where it's like you cannot let go and that every film is tying up the loose ends of the last film or possibly two or three films ago. But between, I think there's got to be a happy medium between that and like Drag Blofeld. Um, which is just not the same Blofeld <laughs> that killed or had. Actually, the other thing that's interesting about On Majesty's Secret Service is. Irma Bunt is one of the few Bond villains who gets away with it. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Only one. yeah she does. I mean, they don't kill Koskoff, but he, well, not on screen. You don't see what happens to him, but you've seen no. something bad happens to him afterwards because <laughs> he's oh, going right. around the yeah. diplomatic yeah. bag. But like Irma Bunt, they just never catch her, which is quite extraordinary. Yeah, scary, isn't it? And also, also for a female baddie, it's quite, you know, 
Progressive yeah. is your favourite one. I'm, I'm, I'm progressive. Are we, the, are we doing a swear gel for yeah, progressive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, progressive that Tracy kills um, Gunther, the, the henchman, on the yeah. spikes as well. So, yeah. Yeah, equal opportunities murder is the way to Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, so we're supposed to talk a bit about Diamonds Are Forever, but Live and Let Die is the one that came after, and Roger Moore's saying, what an amazing debut with Wings, the, the song and all that. Mm. And Solitaire, very different character, quite, I don't know, vulnerable, isn't she? And that is played on with her character, and she's been controlled by everybody, including Bond. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I was quite shocked the last time I watched it. That <laughs> I've never really understood what, what happens, and... You know, I'm not even sure that she she only goes along with it because of the cards. She, yeah. Well, that, yeah. that's how I, you know. Yeah, she, I mean, she might grow to like him a bit. I don't know, but it's... It, it is her seriously dodgy. You know, she genuinely believes yeah. in it. Um, yeah. And of course, he's a really scoundrel who, who will, you know, play the hand that he's not dealt <laughs> to get yeah. what he wants. I've never understood. I've never understood. I don't really like Live and Let Die. I know it's a lot of people's favorite. It's a great song. I'll give it that. But I don't think it's a great film. And I really don't get the... Lots of people rank Solitaire as one of their favourite Bond girls, which I just don't get. Cause she seems to have, beyond obviously being very pretty, she doesn't really have any redeeming qualities. She's <laughs> the only thing she's good at is just being captured and having to be rescued continually. And I mean, it might also be the whole eighteen. She was so young and the, the whole virginity thing. I just, it's just not. I just yeah. Don't find it particularly. It's a bit like, Ugh. Um, but I, yeah, never. Really you you got to wonder that. who's who's voting in these things as well, because if it's a load of blokes well yeah i mean i'm sure if it, but even then like she's very beautiful but that the most i mean almost all yeah, of them they all are. they're all gorgeous so it's, it's like look yeah. you've got you've got less yeah. plenty gone the only one i mean like, to be fair i think in um license to kill um lupe is, is stunningly beautiful and a terrible actress and i think <laughs> she's so beautiful that you can see why she's just so sexy that you can kind of see I'm not, you know, I'm not a heterosexual male, but I can see why you might bump her up on that basis. But I'm not well, sure if well, the was quite there, but maybe, I mean, I'm not, a, as I say, I'll leave it to you uh, men to decide these things. I know what... She's a wet lettuce, you know, isn't she? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And Jane well, is a wet lettuce in everything she's in. Right. Dr. Quinn is a wet lettuce. <laughs> Jane Seymour is... Yeah, yeah, just a bit of a drip. And in fact, and then Rosie Carver also is... Oh, God. <laughs> but at least, at least with that, you know, there's an interracial... Um, yeah, brief dalliance, which even now seems they hardly yeah. ever go. They hardly ever go there, you know. Even though we're in the twenty twenties and whatnot, and he's still, you know, with young white girls, Madeline Swan, yeah, Madeline Swan, a, 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 a blonde, girl, jar. blonde yeah. white girl, who's nearly half his half his age. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, I think like how are we ranking this? Because I'm thinking in terms of what's good. Yeah. I think it might be progressive, but like. Who cares yeah. if it's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't particularly ranking it. Her, like, they give her this really absurd um, raw material that, you know, yeah. I think she does a good job with what she's given, but no one yeah. can get that yeah. role. I just wanted to mention the fact that they still seem so reluctant to do any kind of yeah. Daniel Craig's Bond. I mean, they hint at it with Money Penny, you know, Naomi Harris, but they don't quite go there. No, that's true, but actually. Still, yeah. Everyone else is, is you yeah. know, a... Um, White Caucasian usually. Yeah, it's true. I, I think Severine might be half oh, yeah, yeah, or half yeah, Caucasian. Yeah, or yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Oh, um, but yes, I, I agree. It's not, and and the fact that they engaged with that in this 
the 70s this would have been pretty, pretty but then they don't really treat her very sensitively no 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 that's fair I was just saying that it, this is five years after Captain Kirk snogs Uhura oh yeah right Point. so yeah. it's not yeah, that yeah. groundbreaking you know it's no true still Bond <laughs> Bond's usually a few <laughs> years behind everything else so <laughs> Well, they were at that stage. We said they were copying a bit by then, weren't they? Like, it's a black exploitation film, and then there's a bit of kung fu in Man the Gong Gun and Jaws, Star Wars, Star Wars, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But great fun, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Rose is a bit. It's not as if if the Daniel Craigs don't do this now. We've just had Jason Bourne, and then we've had the Dark Knight. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Good, we're in agreement. Good, yeah. But it's actually it's quite underrated for that with the Rosie Carver. It shows Roger Moore's quite badass. People just think he's a joke, and he's quite. I'll yeah. kill you if you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. So he does do that. He can do that. Oh, James. Oh, you don't know what finding you was meant to me. Oh, I can imagine. And you've no idea what finding this is meant to me. You do know what the Queen of Cups means in an upside-down position. A deceitful, perverse woman, a liar, a cheat, and I'd like some answers now. Please, ah. Uh, you don't understand, see? They'll kill me if I do. And I'll kill you if you don't. But you couldn't. You wouldn't. Not after what we just done. I certainly wouldn't have killed you before. to be a convincing act, Rosie. It's wearing a little thin now. It's not an act. It's... Make your choice. Roger Moore, I think, always didn't like doing these sorts of things. No. He's, like, mm. he's such a pacifist, which is weird. Why would you accept Bond? <laughs> you're, a, you're a mass murderer. Um, but he, he is. And um, he's always seems... That's why I like... Oh, he's good at being silly. He can do silly in a way that someone like, for example, Timothy Dalton, much as I love him, when he has these silly lines, they often sound a bit wrong coming from him. Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah, like yeah. salt corrosion. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Giving the boots. Sort of gravelly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to say this line. I don't want to say it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> don't make me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I believe I gave up the RSD to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sense being Roger Moore. There's an awkwardness when he has to do the kind of action kind of balance yes. scenes, isn't there? There's like, this is not natural to Roger. No. He couldn't yeah. run, could he? They're like, kind of Jack, they're, like, they're like Jack Spratt and his wife. Between, between them, they're like perfect one. <laughs> but those serious scenes, like on Furious Only, kicking the guy off the cliff. I mean, he's so good in those. Yeah. So good. I know he yeah, didn't like filming them, but he was good. Yeah, I love For Your Eyes Only. It's, I think that's a very underrated Bond film. Yeah, I agree. Really underrated. A lot, oh. a lot hinges on the villain, really. And and I, I, I do like I, Chris Chattis is good, but he's quite forgettable, isn't he? Um, he's quite bland. Um, yeah, well, he's, he's meant to be normal, isn't the henchman, he? The henchman is just a kind of rubbish Necross character who's just not as good as Necross. I mean, I know yeah. he came before Necross, but he's. Yeah. I'd take yeah. even Stamper over whatever he's called him. Yeah, Eric, Eric yeah, Friedler. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Eric. But that's not his real name, is it? Was it? I can't remember. I think Eric. Uh, uh, I think that, that means that is the character's name. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's a Winter Olympian, though. How can he get away with, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Yeah. 
I think quite the front. He, he'd uh, obviously that film would come after Moonraker, where it's absolutely you know everything's dialed up to eleven, and you know the the plot is that he wants uh, a select few of people chosen on their look, <laughs> their ethnicity. <laughs> To be, you know, to go up to space to sort of <laughs> then destroy the earth and then we'll go back down to the earth and repopulate oh, it with beautiful I people. I love the way that, like, while they're on the journey, two of the couples, like, start making out. Like, yeah, yeah, in slow motion. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like kind of first dates thing. Like, you've just yeah. this guy that you've been, like, going for jogs with for a yeah. few months. And it's yeah. like, yeah. oh, the plan is working. They've started making out. So we yeah. want lots of weird Nazi children to populate the new planet. Yeah. <laughs> Presumably because they could hear John Barry's lovely music. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. set them on. Yeah. 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 I've not had a date like that like, before. But yeah. I like to think that they're not playing the John Barry music. They're actually playing like Marvin Gaye. And it's sort of a bit yeah. like, like, <laughs> sexy atmosphere on board. <laughs> Someone should recut that on Twitter. Yeah, it'd be quite a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Dear me. Yeah. Solitaire, yeah. And after that is is yeah, protecting, isn't it? Man with the golden gun. And she's like to the start with, she's fairly give you know, gives her all and stands up to Bond and he he's just horrible to her, isn't he? He just can't stand her. And then he go has a nice meal with her and it almost like, go on, I'll I'll I'll, I'll become your boyfriend type thing. <laughs> and then and then it's like gets Miss Anders in the bed. Oh my word, yeah. It's he's a really like, funny film. He's a kind of money penny, like what money penny could have done, maybe, or perhaps did in um, in whichever one it was, Skyfall. Yeah, um, yeah. That's like it's it's like work colleague. You probably shouldn't do that, like you know. Yeah. Or nib in the office ink, but he does. Um, but she's really quite thick. That's the thing. Like, really <laughs> I mean, I know she looks great in a bikini, but so they all look great in a bikini, and she she's she's she almost kills Bond by mistake. And then she gets locked in the cupboard, and it's kind of like you don't care about yeah. her. You just think, oh, that's kind of you're, you're not you're not really worth. Like I would pick Maud Adams over you at that point. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, she's she's brilliant in well both films she's in. I think she's yeah, a she really is. underrated actress, Maud Adams. Yeah, yeah. Dad yeah, was obsessed with her. So. <laughs> she's kind of mysterious. You don't really know. Like she's got yeah. hidden depths, whereas Mary Goodnight's mm. are not really. I mean, <laughs> She had hidden depths and then she removes them and then she's in a bikini. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you get the, the good night, sir. So. <laughs> like being really pretty and looking good in a bikini and being sexy. And I think Maud Adams is really sexy, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you see, you sense that she's kind of lived quite an excited life and that she was, there's, there's a lot more going on beneath the surface and that's what makes Definitely. it sexy. Whereas, um, yeah, there's a, there, is a, there is a distinct difference. And I think the least memorable Bond girls are the ones who look good in a bikini. Yeah, and that's it. And, yeah. and that's it. <laughs> and I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, and you, yeah, and the, the, I, I, I'm not as expert as you guys are on the books. I can't remember what the deal is with Man with the Golden Gun. But no, we're not. No. You just, you I just know, have. They've just called her that so that, that for one, it's the Christmas Jones effect where you just have it for some yeah. one line at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have to say though, I mean, we or two actually. In in the case of your, uh, World is Not Enough, because you got. I've always wanted to have Christmas in Turkey as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> um, but yeah the good the good night at the end when we were kids and we watched no, that we used to rewind it all the time because we found it so funny and it's I, so funny and then last time i watched it i was crying laughing as well so. <laughs> i love it, it works yeah. I, I really love the, the they haven't done it for a while i just love the cringe bit where they've lost bond and then they find him and he's yeah like, yeah i mean i think <laughs> keeping the british end up might be my favorite line of all oh, bond yeah. oh. i know it's class <laughs> 
so cringe. Oh, um, the worst is Q attempting re-entry. That's yeah, yeah. But at least, at least <laughs> he's, that, he's he, he, he doesn't know what he's saying there. That's that's the sort of almost the saving grace or the difference. I think he does. The audience <laughs> being rude. Well, yeah. no, Desmond no, wouldn't I do mean, that. Oh, he goes. He goes. Yeah. <laughs> They will live. You know, in From Russia with Love, he basically describes going to an orgy with M. Yeah, he said, like, no, there was that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bangkok uh, or Tokyo or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Tokyo, yeah. It's, I think nice, they've all crazy. lived. Yeah, they're, they're definitely in on the joke. Well, then on Mum of the Golden Gun, M was just in a dreadful mood. Shut up, Q. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I love it. I love it. <laughs> but at least he gets the phone put down on him. Good night, sir. So, yeah. Bon, bon as the last one. Yeah. So then, yeah, Anya. So that's quite a bigger role. I mean, I know, I don't, as Chris saying, he doesn't really rate her as an actress, but no. the role itself is a better role, isn't it, I suppose? And she's actually the equivalent of a double agent as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She's not a very good actress. She can't do the accent. Um, and she kind of, sometimes she tries and sometimes she can't be bothered to do the accent. She's um, American, isn't she? I didn't know yeah. that until recently, yeah. Yes, she is, isn't she? Now, I thought she might be British because she's married to Ringo, but... Yeah, um, I don't think she was Russian. No, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was Russian as, as, as any... I'm sure, in fact, all of us could well, be terrible at accents. I bet I could do a better one than Barbara Buck. Robbie she's Coltrane. One where she's really beautiful and she does feel like she's quite good in the fight scenes and things, so she's got other things other than just being pretty. Um, yeah. And obviously, it's a great film. I just, I think it's it's a really top film. It's it's kind of perfect. It's I would say it's one of the perfect Bond films. But I just don't. Doesn't to me, it doesn't have any bad features, really. Yeah, mm. yeah. Just on um, Anya, I think it's 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 like pretty interesting the way that she's introduced. Um, you know, General Golgo oh, yeah. said contact triple A triple X. I said there was a triple H then. Um, <laughs> from wrestling, if you know wrestling, wrestling. no, maybe you don't. It's no. gone. Uh, diff- wrong audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Triple X, and then um, it cuts to the bedroom, and there's a guy who looks like Sean Connery. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You think he's going to be Triple X, but then I think he passes the phone to her. Is it the phone? Yeah. Or he passes. The he gets out of bed and leaves. It's the P word yeah, again. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. But and and then I do think there's something really interesting in that film that doesn't quite get explored as maybe it could do or would do now, which is obviously that Bond has killed her ex-lover, who she, you know she was in love with. And you know, there's a little, there's a really good little scene between Roger Moore and Barbara Buck, and I, I just, I, I wish it had been explored a bit more because immediately after that good scene of tension, he's, um, <laughs> John mentioned this, that they're both on, um, you know, dangling from a helicopter, and he like just gives her a smirk and uh, <laughs> yeah. rolls her eyes or something. It's, <laughs> you know, not, a, bit not. Out, a bit out of order, Rog. Jess is not a fan of Roger in this film, I know. I'm not. Yeah. No. And I and I feel I, I feel sorry Character. for Barbara back in this film because I think I, this is my I think this is probably my least favourite Bond in this particular film in the sense that he's so patronising. He, oh, yeah. so, he mansplains everything. <laughs> oh yeah, the bit where he te- he, sh- oh, he, he does the car when they're escaping from the pyramids. Oh, it's so annoying. It, it, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Paul That's backwards. Yeah. The whole for the whole film, and I don't know how he's not for me. I don't find him likable. I want to like Bond, and this is the problem I have with Daniel Craig's Bond is that I don't find him likable either. But but I, I I do like Roger Moore. But this particular film, I just think they were trying. I don't know what they were trying to do, but they tipped over into patronising smugness too much. I think, and I feel that Barbara Back had a difficult 
role acting opposite that because you know what you know in real in reality you'd just be like sort off <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. put up with it would you yeah um she's supposed to be bond equal yeah. um but for example like there's that scene when they go to the majaba club and they have to both chat to that dude max calber who's got the microfilm mm-hmm. and he talks to her he talks to max calber and then she comes up and joins him and she's got her breasts out and he's like oh i think you'll find this lady hard to beat or something and the idea being like your, her rack is better than yours. Uh, yes, and it, like, she gets the edge because she's hot, which is annoying. Yeah. As you say, it, it, the beginning they they contrast them interestingly. So he's yeah. in bed with his girl, she's in bed with her bloke, and then there's this kind of that scene that yeah. you described where it's not quite clear who's triple X, and you get that oh quite cool gender swappy moment. But yeah, they don't really see it through, and then it's not really explained why she's changed her mind either because she yeah. doesn't. Soon the yeah. mission is over and then you, you I will kill you. And then, as you say, there's the smirk. And then soon she's like <laughs> keeping the, the, the champagne cork off the bottle. So I don't, yeah, it's not really explained why that is. Um, and, and, and also um, there the, are those scenes where Naomi, the lovely Naomi is, um, oh, in, yeah. is, is <laughs> on the boat and everything. Time is six minutes, six minutes, check. And he's being a bit of a dick really, isn't he? <laughs> like, I know. So, you know have they got together at that point? I mean, I could, I'm not sure. No, no. Uh, Is he yeah. trying to make her jealous? No, well, they, they, they have been... Oh, shared the, bodily uh, warmth. Shared yeah, bodily yeah. Warmth. The, uh, oh, the yeah. saxophone that, that version of nobody does it I can't remember if they start in Egypt and they go to wherever that is. The Is it Cortina or somewhere? No, that's... that's yeah, Cortina. Uh, no, Cortina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they haven't... I'm not sure which... Sardinia. They haven't, they, I'm not sure if they've actually, they're still potentially mission partners or have they already shagged? I can't remember. I think they just snogged because then she gets that cigarette. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So technically she was doing that to distract yeah, yeah. to get the mic yeah. film. So, yeah. Agency. Agency, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm being patronising like Roger Moore. So. <laughs> yeah, a lot of her agency involves flirting with people and getting yes. with people. So it's like, oh, yes. Yeah, but don't you I guess think you have to works with lads. Whenever, I think whenever, whenever there's kind of a, an intention to, to create a strong female character, she this strong female character inevitably plays on sexuality, yeah, all the time. Yeah. And I think Always. the best female characters are the ones that are written, like Ripley from Alien, was written as a male character, and then we just made her female. Yeah. It didn't matter. Yeah, and then you you know, and that's, that's the best. Good, yeah. The best Bond girl would be written as Bond's body. And then they would, as a male, and then they would make it a woman. That would be, to me, that would be the best way to get. Because I think sometimes these writers, you think, have they ever met women? Mm. Particularly, yeah, yeah. You know, Purvis and Wade. I know Chris is a big fan of Purvis and Wade, and you think, like, have you? They write like an like aliens who have observed humanity from a distance, and then kind of trying their best to write yeah. how people interact with each other. <laughs> but it, yeah. And then after the so fact, I, they've brought in Phoebe Waller-Bridge. You know, like, oh, we better actually get a woman to write about a woman we've got a woman in this film <laughs> it's a bit patronizing isn't it it's like you know get me a pair of tits dad, and yeah. put them on the right <laughs> <laughs> i don't like it. it feels tokenistic but actually i just yeah. i just occurred to me in in the spy who loved me bond kind of uses his sexuality too when he's with fekesh's house and he's Fekesh's oh yeah wife, yeah wife um and he just starts like making out with her <laughs> He's like, tell me where the, the safe is or whatever. And she's like, I can't tell you. And then he tries again. And then she's like, yeah. and then she gets killed. But, you know, you just he, told he, me he is trying to get information out of her by using his sexuality. Yeah. So you could argue yeah. that they're quite, in a way, they're similar. They're playing similar games in the film. And Pierce Brosnan does that, doesn't he, as well, with Terry Hatcher. You know, oh, yeah. To seduce her and kind of get information. So it's not something that Bond is above. Pump her no, for information. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That was below. below. That's, that's what he says. That's what M says. Money penny. Money penny, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not me, Jess. Well, actually, it might yeah, be no, M. No, I think, I, it's, I think it's M. And then Money Penny says something else that's like suggestive. Like, it might be always knew you were a cunning linguist, that line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. They're, both, they're both like quite, they're like plotting how they're going to pimp out yeah. Bond for the sake of the mission. <laughs> yeah, 12 year old me didn't really know what was being talked about. Yeah, no, no. No, me didn't. <laughs> one of the great things about bond is that it's like the simpsons you come back to it as an adult i'm talking like good 90s simpsons you come back to it and you don't realize that the reason your parents could stand to watch it was because there are all these jokes that work on different levels yeah 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 <laughs> that's really true actually because you know I, I, we've i've got a six-year-old who is currently being introduced to bond oh and, and at first you know when chris said he was like i think then you should watch some bond films i was like oh my gosh you know because all you think about is the heart the off you know the double entendres and the way that women are depicted but actually it goes over his head <laughs> it does so yes it, it does yeah, yeah. Up on it. all he sees like he loves oh what's it called what's it called your favorite um kill. Kill. last one view to kill you think yeah, it says a lot that was my like, favorite Maybe it's if it's the one that all the six-year-olds and me love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not a balloon and a bridge. Yeah. It's like my favourite Bond film with the balloon and the bridge. And a, fi- and a, and yeah. a fire engine as well. That's another thing that six-year-olds Oh, a fire engine, yeah. Love. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I, my earliest memory of Bond is watching... I went to see if Tomorrow Never Dies. I think my dad took me. But I, I've, or maybe it was The World Is Not Enough. Earliest memory is the octopusy with the mechanical crocodile. Because you just don't oh, think yeah. like that when you were a kid. So cool. <laughs> So cool. <laughs> a brilliant character. I think she's yes. Great. Oh yeah. I love yeah. that. I think that's a great film and it about a great Bond film. So underrated. Looks, isn't it? I think it's sort of yeah. like people could dismiss Octopus but really she's got her own island populated by yeah. exclusively by yeah. female yeah. <laughs> We like... won't see him till dawn. <laughs> yeah. I love the way that she kind of explains her recruitment process for how she gets these women. They basically sound like people who've gone on a gap year and then sort of never yeah. come back. They're like wandering around Southeast Asia like trying to find themselves and she's getting yeah. high on the beach. Yeah. And then along comes Octopus is like, would you like to be a clown slash smuggler? And they're like, great. <laughs> <laughs> never see my family again. <laughs> 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 so good. That's got two two Swedes in it, much like Man with the Gun the Gun. I didn't realize Mike was Swedish. I didn't realize that originally. But yeah. yeah. She's really hot, isn't she? I can't possibly say. She has a really good suggestive line where, well, firstly, it's literally two in a row. You don't often get two. It's like Mae West. She's like coming out with these zingers. But she's, she says, firstly, it's my little octopusy. And then she passes her glass to Bond and she's like, I need refilling. I did not get that. No. <laughs> No, but Roger's face when he's... Now, when he's <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I don't even know if he replies. I think he just raises yeah, his yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the eyebrow, yeah. That reminds me of another... You know, he said, obviously, as kids, you wouldn't re- you wouldn't realise what was going on. Diamonds are forever when, they, when he meets Tiffany. <laughs> as long as the collars match the cuffs. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, oh, yeah. yeah, like, didn't realise until... I totally forgot about that line. Yeah. So. Yeah. We have the worst that's the end of part one. Join us for part two, where we discuss more of the best Bond girls, women, or whatever phrase you're comfortable with. Hold up. 
Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.